Uh, hi, I'm Enola Santanos, and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast with uh, Shane Ogden. Okay. Hey, um, so, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, it's just weird having one of our friends just decide, you know, because, I don't know, man, like, I just can't see myself ever quitting, you know, but... It's this weird thing where I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I mean, we're both about the same age. We kind of have the same interests. Hello. Hi, RF. Hey, baby girl. How you doing? I'm okay. Just chilling, baby. How you doing? (laughs) You are fucking creeping me out. What are you wearing? <laughs> hey, man, what do you think about Mark Splude retiring from comedy? Well, good riddance to bad rubbish, I say. Get rid of him. You're taking this really well. <laughs> good for him, man. Good. Out with the old, in with the new, I say. Yeah. I am, uh, finally. <laughs> I'm going to get a lopsided haircut. Uh paint my hair purple, and do all of his comedy in an Australian accent. Hi, <laughs> friends, people. What up now? What friends people are? What are they? What are we even doing here? Now, dude, about it. Uh, you'll have to throw his catchphrase. What in there. are we even doing here? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. You nailed it. What's, what's up there, weirdos? <laughs> I'm Aries. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to miss him, you know? I don't think he's but quitting. He's not, yeah, no, we, no, he's, uh, well, he's definitely, I think, uh, well, we already have his funeral planned. We are going to send him off, just Viking funeral style. We're going to set him off on a log raft and just throw, you know, fill it up with gasoline and then, you know, set off some firecrackers on the raft and then set it on fire on the KV River and then drink moonshine and beat each other over the head. That's, That's how we're going to send him off. That's a, is there no part of you that is like, you know, taken back by this a little bit? No, it's a long, it's a long time coming, dude. You think so? He's not enjoying it. What are you going to do? What are you going to tell him to enjoy? Hey, fucking enjoy it. Enjoy it. No, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Love it. No, man, I'm not. What are you going to do? I love him. Yeah, I love him too. I don't know. No, I, I mean, know. I don't. That's pretty gay, dude. I do. Love why, don't you, why don't you fucking marry him, dude? I, you know, Jamie beat you me love to him it. So much. Huh? <laughs> Jamie beat me to it. Jamie's trans, dude. Well, yes, I know. She's gonna, she's gonna divorce him. Really? That's yeah. She told a, me. A lot of changes in the Splute household. Yeah, she's going trans, and uh, she's, uh, she's gonna divorce him. You mean she's cutting out trans fats and just happening to be divorced at the same time? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> a... 
<laughs> no more lays, only baked. <laughs> See, I'm, I can be uh, clever. Comedy is good, isn't it? Comedy oh, funny. It's, it's great. We have, we just, some good-natured ribbing, some fun laughs. Well, I mean, and, and I, I get what you're saying, but on the other hand, I thought that making people laugh was enough for us. I agree. It is. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. That's what my perspective is. Uh, starting in September, we're going to be doing um, at least bi-weekly shows until, right straight out until April. So between September and April, you know, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So there's going to be 16 uh, weekends in eight months. So that's, I, I think, I think that we went through a lull. I don't think, I don't agree with Splude in terms of like, it's not the death of comedy locally. It's just that you and me and Dan McCarthy and Chris Hovey and, and uh, Shand and whoever, whoever's still standing is, is going to eat up all those opening spots and middle spots and things are, you know, I think things are going to improve. And listen, I don't have any reason to be optimistic. I've found life has been just a giant ass fuck with no lube for 43 years. No, really. I, I, I have not liked life very much. Not, not <laughs> in this climate. <laughs> what, 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 what did I say? What did I say that was wrong? Language. You said lube. Dry. <laughs> you put it in dry. But you know what? Do you know the gist of what I was trying to say? I know. I know I'm a buffoon, but I, How I dare you. I promise you that I am neurally divergent. That's another <laughs> but go on. Yes. Yes. But I, you know, I I think it's a lull, and I think it will improve. I think the scene is is shrinking before it expands again, like a cancer. <laughs> I made you laugh. Finally, stupid fucking idiot. I win. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. You know, you know how the tumor shrinks and there's the all cancer. that hope. You know. Yeah, but it's still the cancer. I mean, I don't know. I don't really call comedy. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think a lot of it also has to do with. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's away, he's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, man, you know, he's out and, and it's a beautiful spot, and I think, like, comedy is such a, like, it only, it thrives on, like, uh, a sort of centralized community of kind of people, it's, it's weird, it, it, because we, him and I talk about this all the time, like, comics are sort of loners and outsiders and losers, but also, they need each other. But they also need to be free, but they also need each other. But they need each other, but they need to be free. So it's it's both. It, it has to be both, right? Like, the community has to be... There has to be a community, but they also have to value each other's, you know, autonomy and individuality. Yeah. Do you yeah. think... Do you it's think... A, it's a mixture. It's a crazy contradiction that not... Even I can't. Like, you know, I sometimes have a hard time with go on. Sorry. I was going to say, do you think that he, uh, he, he had a big party? You were there. Yeah. Jamie threw a party. 
and uh, she invited me, but I was unable you to invited. I told her not to invite you. <laughs> I was unable to make it because I had to uh, host the Manola Santano shows. Um, I hope, and I, I, I hope that uh, he burned an effigy of you and then threw it in the. I, I hope that he understood that, but uh, I should have said, you know, messaged him or something. But uh, I've been waiting to talk to him, and uh, then this retirement announcement. I don't know. Everything just kind of took me for a loop, you know. Uh, no, I mean, I don't think he felt too bad. I mean, I thought good. it was weird when he brought out a pinata that just looked like you and, like, we just took turns, like, taking a stick and just bashing it on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> My pinata had a dick? <laughs> yeah, it had, like, a retarded penis, too. Like, it had, like, a turning penis. <laughs> Please not in this climate. Pinata. <laughs> We just beat a pinata with a curly penis. And that's, Shane. that's better. Die, Shane, die. And then we threw it in the pool <laughs> and pissed on it. Nobody at that party thought about me once, did they? Uh, no, we thought about you all the time. I was like, man, doesn't Shane look stupid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is, this has been really fun, Earth. They all nodded in agreement. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It was silent. And I was like, I brought a PowerPoint slide. And I was like, look at this. And just with pictures of you just pointing at tickets or something like that. You know, that stupid fucking face that you make with your dumb hat. Yeah. And they're like, look at him. Like, Isn't he stupid? And they said, yep. Next slide. <laughs> well, I wish him all the best in his retirement. And I, I hope that I get to interview him. But uh, we'll see. Interview him. Yeah, you Talk know. Him and just ask him. I'm sure he's, you know, harassing teenagers in King Square or something like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. The pigeons or something like that. That's what he's going to be doing. Hey, where's your, when's your next gig? Um, I don't know. I think uh, something in Fredericton. Three funny guys. Something. Oh, yeah. you're. Are you going with uh, John Forward or something? Yeah, John and Brian, yeah. And you're doing a show called Guys in Cars or something? Yeah, Guys in Cars, being gay. Like, seriously, it's something like that, isn't it, for mental health? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a details person, okay? (laughs) I'm a terrible promoter. Aren't you guys going in a car for mental health? What an amazing sentence. Yes, Shane. That is an accurate description. <laughs> I'm trying to plug your show. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm sure. You'd rather I not do that? No, you can no, you could certainly do that. Yeah, it's called Three Funny Guys in a Car Going to Fredericton, coming back the next day, uh, doing twenty minutes each. That's the whole this is the whole title of the car by the of the of the event, by the way. It's, uh, yes, it is. Uh, all the proceeds go to mental health. Great, and that's what what day is that? Uh, Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. Okay. When is this coming out? This is August second, so August tenth will be your date. August tenth, you'll be at the. 
Grim Ross Brewery, I assume? No, you fuck. When are you? No. It's August 2nd today, making next... Yeah, August August 4th is the goddamn show. Oh, it is? So it'll be... Yeah, it'll be gone. Oh, August 4th, yeah. August 3rd is the show. Oh, August 3rd. Right, okay. So, never mind. This podcast comes out tomorrow, so people will hear it. And if you're in the Fredericton area, check out RF Hussein. And many others on the show. It's going to be a great show. And two others, but it's not that many. <laughs> and pro, all proceeds go to mental health. And I hope they give me. Uh, well, some I don't money. know how many proceeds, but you know, I mean, at least five percent. I mean, I mean, <laughs> throw a fiver at them. Yeah, throw a fiver. You buy Shane a coffee. Shane has all the mental problems. That's he right. Is, he is one hundred percent. I don't know what's going on with Shane, to be honest with you. <laughs> Listeners, if I may talk to you directly into the camera. <laughs> Shane, Shane is uh, many problems. Show starts at 8, doors <laughs> open at 7, comedy begins at 2 o'clock. And it's so, in Fredericton. Yeah. At what, what, what's the venue? Grim Ross Brewery. All right. Proceeds August from 3rd. ticket sales and 50-50 draw go to Canadian Mental Health Association of New Brunswick. Arf, you're hilarious, and I hope you don't retire. Mm, I am mm, retiring next month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for being on Birchwood's podcast. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Snoop Dogg. Here we go. Nigga. Understand, West Coast son of Sam, drumming with a hundred bands. Cause that ain't shit to a real crip, cuz you swallow every clip before a nigga slip, cuz LBC, yeah, we get love. 213, rest in peace, Nate. It's real in the field, keep your place laced. Crack a bitch, hit the switch, and make the back scrape. Damn, smoke a pound when I move around, yeah. The world is my lounge chair. Real sharks turn guppies, y'all drown here. Yeah. When every day to me is New Year's Eve, Swizzy to count down. Now I'm back, getting another bag Clocking a grip, never gon' slip, I put the on quick C's up, G's up, B's up, oh He's up, we's up, east up Get a real woman, don't trust these two And when you're around the cops, don't say three much It gets cold for a winter in the winter For a rich crip chicken, get it, big dog Pick of the litter, stop drinking cause my liver Act up and I'll bring back the savage like a rental Golden black flannel brick, ripping on a handle Selling weed, selling songs, got shows on four channels like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, countdown 1, Snoop Dogg
go crazy in this motherfucker right now. Go crazy in this bitch, motherfucking now. Go crazy in this bitch right, right now. Go crazy in this bitch right, right now. C-R-I-P, y'all ain't gon' never see a G like me again. So get a glimpse of a winner, a rich crip chicken get a Swizzy to count down. Friday, August 2nd. Thank you for tuning in to Birchwood Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Ogden. Hey, this episode is uh, Manolis Zontanos. Manolis Zontanos. I have had zero trouble saying or remembering that name. And, you know, people do have a hard time with it. And I can understand why. There's a lot of syllables to contend with. Um, But if you look past... The mechanics of pronunciation, you'll find a great guy in Manolis Santanos. You know, interesting story about Manolis. Um, he has been doing comedy for a number of years, and I met him back in 2003. And he was headlining Yuck Yuck's shows then, and now he tours around North America making people laugh. And, uh, you know, my memory of Manolis is when I was, uh, in 2003, I was trying to move closer to Toronto because I was trying to pursue comedy and I wanted to be in Hollywood North, you know? And, uh, so I went to stay in Hamilton and I found a place to stay with a a good friend of mine, Stan Thompson. And, uh, but you know, I mean, Stan took me around a little bit, and that was nice, but uh, Manolis was really the one who uh, was kind of my age, you know, and um, he introduced me to a lot of people. He would, like, always be concerned uh, with my well-being, not just uh, for comedy. Like, he would, he introduced me to Russell Peters, and, you know, him and me and Russell went around Toronto and did open mics together, and it was a really magical time really special memories and uh so you know on the on the comedy side that's what we were that's how we met you know we met at yuck yucks in downtown hamilton and he took me around to toronto with russell and and uh we 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 did a lot of yuck yuck shows and eventually i was able to host in middle and eventually headline from there um but you know, there was that camaraderie and that friendship, and that never went away. Hang on, I gotta take a drink. <sighs> Hydrate. It's summer, a level one heat warning. 
What does that mean? Level 1. Sounds official. Anyway, so uh, Manolis took me through a lot of my earlier years as a stand-up and was very concerned with uh, my well-being and my overall well-being. Um, he would like, he's always checking on me, you know. You good? You good, dude? You good? You, have, you need a place to stay? Yeah, you like you like this hood sweater? Like I'll give you this hood. He gave me his own hoodie because I liked it. You know, I was like, no, and that's okay. I don't want you know. No, take it. I don't even like it anymore. Do it. You know, he just always wants to make other people happy, and that is the magic of Manolis. Um, you know, a lot of people give him shit for being a dummy or whatever, but he just he's he's no dummy. He plays into that shit. He's he finds himself funny, you know. He's one of these great guys that, uh, when everyone else calls him dumb dumb, he calls himself dumb dumb, and and he laughs right along with people. I wish I could do that as well as Manolis because I know what it is like to be the brunt of every joke. Everybody gets a real kick out of Ogden, and uh, you know, after a while, it wears on you, you know. So I wonder how he takes that and turns that into joy. It's really something to watch. And, uh, you know, there's another time when I was in Calgary when my roommate kicked me out because his girlfriend moved in. And uh, the girlfriend uh, didn't want me around as a, an extra roommate. So, you know, the power of pussy, he just said, I know it's February, dude, but uh, you got to go. And you got to go now because my girlfriend told me so. And, uh, I said to him, I'm going to be sleeping in my car, in my truck tonight, shivering, but I'm, I feel sorry for you because you have to sleep next to her. I remember saying that to him. Anyway, I was, I was bitter. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, Manolis was touring through the Yuck Yucks, um, Calgary. And he let me stay in his hotel room. And he had like a five-week tour of Western Canada. So like, I would stay, I would go to work, I would come back to the hotel and not have to shiver in my truck all night. So anyway, all of that to say, Manola Zontanos, one of my best friends, one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. And uh, one, of, one of the best comics out there. And very, uh, very funny uh, very infectious guy. You know he uh, he rubs off on you. He's he's got positive positive energy. He's funny. You know he can uh, he can really surprise you with his kindness. So th this episode is Manolis Zontanos. Next week, Matt Watson will be on the show. Uh, Matt is a comedian from Ottawa who tours the country and other countries, currently living in Edinburgh. He lives in a van, and he tours and does stand-up. So that's going to be good. This is going to be an exciting episode this week and next week. We've got great episodes lined up for you. And you can check out pictures and stories relating to the podcast at Birchwood Podcast on Facebook 
or email the podcast at birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. And I would love to read your uh, letters. And I've got an email from my cousin Kathy, Kathy Hazen, and her husband Michael are uh, very good friends of mine. Even though uh, I'm related to Kathy, I feel like I feel like we're buddies, you know? Like, you know, you got that one family member, man, that you just, you know, maybe you're at dinner somewhere for some official family thing, and, you know, you'll look over at her and or him, and they'll look at you, and you'll just have a little bit of, of a moment. Like, you understand each other. So I think, I think Kathy understands me, and it's always nice to hear from her. Um, she sent me an email. And it says, Hi Shane, I just listened to my first ever podcast, episode 5, My Sister Brenda. You both had me crying. I've always felt like she's more of a sister to me than a cousin. Maybe it's her open and loving heart. She's easy to love. I knew she took my for I knew she took fertility drugs. Both of our fathers wanted boys, and so did Grampy. It was common knowledge in the family. You and Phil were our little family miracle six days apart. My family was on that PEI vacation with you right before Donnie died. I was 13. I can remember hearing him cough all night long from the cabin next door. He was always frail in my memory. My father still talks about Donnie. He loved him like a brother. My big memory involving you was when you and Phil got lost at Grand Lake. Search and Rescue had dogs and helicopters looking for you guys. It's hard to forget. How do you remember it? Going to listen to episode 4 Mother's Day to find out some more family secrets. I don't feel like Pat is an easy person to know. She has always felt like a guarded person. You know the opposite of Brenda. Everyone says I look like Pat, so there's that. Ha ha. Love, uh, your loving cousin, Kathy. And, uh, that's a great email. Thank you, Kathy. Um, I don't remember being lost in search and rescue, uh, coming to find us. At Grand Lake, but I uh, I do remember a lot of relatives telling me that story as I got older. Uh, apparently, I was lost with my little cousin, and we were young, and uh, we were found and scolded. <laughs> but apparently, they got the uh, search and rescue involved. Yeah, man, my, da- my dad uh, passed away when I was six, and uh, my cousin Kathy was 13, apparently, and... Uh, they went on a PEI vacation right before my dad died. So that was, uh, it's, it's interesting to hear different sides of, of the story. And uh, I hope you enjoy the Mother's Day episode. Uh, actually, the whole back catalog is available, guys. Birchwood Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts and uh, Google, Pod, Google Podcasts and uh, CastBox. Um... You know, Spotify. Yeah, I, I can't get on Podbean. I just, I don't have time. I, I will get to it eventually. Uh, I don't know if my RSS feed was rejected for any reason or why I couldn't uh, quite make it to Podbean. But if you won't, uh, if you aren't exclusive to Podbean, you can hear me almost everywhere else. So on the Birchwood uh, podcast is on all of those platforms. So please enjoy um, all the episodes so far, I believe this is episode 22, um, and I've had a great time, man. 22 weeks in a row. It's uh, it's been a, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of work, man. 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie, but I've enjoyed it. You know, I've enjoyed every minute of it. I've enjoyed uh, getting to know my guests. When I interview people, I try to do my very best to stay quiet. Although, uh, I have such a great time with my guests that sometimes I forget I'm trying to do an interview. And uh, listen, I'm not an interview person, so this is all brand new to me. And uh, please bear with me, and I'm sure by episode 1000, I will be a good interviewer. But until then, uh, I'm just a guy with a phone recording voices. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope, you know, I'm your drive to work, or when you're doing the dishes, or walking your dog, or anything that you, uh, or, you know, you want to just pass the time with. I hope you pass the time with me, and I'll do my best to entertain you. So thank you for subscribing and sharing Birchwood Podcast. Uh, yeah, off the top, you heard Countdown. It's the new Snoop Dogg joint fe- featuring Swiss Beats. And uh, it's an old school retro. I mean, it's brand new, but it's a retro old school. You can hear that West Coast whistle. Uh, I love Snoop. I've always loved Snoop Dogg. I love hip-hop, and uh, Snoop Dogg is, is a staple in hip-hop, man. And uh, him coming out with a new joint, uh, with Swiss Beats and uh, having it like, you know, the retro. Man, YouTube that video. It's so classic. He's got the bouncing cars and the rag around his head, the whole the whole bit. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Takes me back. All right, so uh, don't forget, my guest uh, today, Manolis Zontanos, has an album. It's called Girl Penis. And you can get a digital download of Girl Penis by visiting ilovemanolis.com. Thought I'd give it a plug. Listen, guys, um, sad news. My friend Mark Splude has decided to bow out of comedy. Now, I disagree with that decision, but <laughs> that's me being selfish. I'm a Mark Splude fan. I like his comedy. actually love his comedy. And uh, the Splutecast was what inspired me to do this podcast, the Birchwood podcast. Um, and, you know, Mark was always very encouraging to me uh, personally and professionally. So, um, man, I wish you well, Mark. I wish you wouldn't do this. I, I think it's something that you're going to miss. And, uh, but... Having said that, he's he's made it very clear in his podcast that he is uh, he's quite happy. So if that's that's the case, uh, I wish uh, w- one of my best friends all all the best. And I'm sorry I didn't make the party, but I was tied up with chuckles. Yeah. So what's next after the Splutecast for Mark? We'll have to uh, we'll have to stay tuned to his uh, new project that he's involved with uh, called the green corner uh but he will not be uh returning to stand up his last show will be at the saint john marina september 20th and i recommend you be there man recommend you be there because uh he's a great stand-up and you know like this area doesn't have a ton of great stand-ups you know, you've got tons of people that are going to be great. You you people, you have people approaching greatness, you know, but there were only a few heavy hitters 
in our little uh, neck of the woods here in the east coast of Canada. And uh, Mark's blood will be missed. He's not dead. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I'm hoping that I'll be able to interview him and, and talk to him more about this. Uh, but uh, I'm going to make it a point to, uh, to hang with my friend Mark every once in a while. Yeah, man. So my friend uh, retired, eh? What do you know? How old am I? Fucking people retiring. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, that was a fun email to read with uh, my friend Kathy, my cousin, and my friend Kathy. Um, great to hear from her. So what can I tell you, man? The rest of this is just me going, oh, wait, I do have something to say. Uh, so I'm not going to advertise for podcasts anymore on this program. Uh, not because I don't want to, and I, and I, maybe I'll occasionally do it, um, if I have a little time to fill, or if someone's got something new going on, but I just find the commercials a little bit repetitive, I wanted to switch it up, and so, uh, yeah, I won't be playing, uh, the podcast commercials for a little bit, until I figure some stuff out, I hope that, uh, you know, whatever, Trevor, and, um, uh, what's the Halifax one called that I love? Boys Club. Uh, I hope they keep sending me new commercials and I'll play them once in a while. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to focus on what's in my head and the interviews. And hopefully we'll get some sponsors here eventually. Alright. So, it's summertime. Level 1 heat warning. So I hope you're all staying cool and hydrated. I am working for a company that installs air conditioning units. So as you can imagine, I'm busier than a uh, person that's busy. I, I wish I was better at analogies. Um, yeah, so we're just going like hell. And uh, I was looking forward to the long weekend. You know, Monday is uh, New Brunswick Day. I live in New Brunswick, Canada. Um, New Brunswick is on the East Coast by Maine, If to all my American listeners. If you want to know approximate geographical location, that's where I'm at. And, uh, you know, so we have this thing called New Brunswick Day. And uh, you don't have to work on New Brunswick Day uh, unless you're installing heat pumps and your boss offers to pay you time and a half. So, fuck me, right? Back to it. I have been working harder than I've ever worked. I mean, in a long time. And I gotta say... I'm the kind of tired at the end of the day that leaves me feeling happy and satisfied. So I'm a hard-working fella, and, uh, and that's all right. Now, we're moving. We're moving to Grand Bay. This is still going to be called the Birchwood Podcast. And, uh, you know, because this is where I started it. And I like the name. It's unique, and uh, it fits me. So that's that's what it is. And anyway, we're moving, so we got some stress. We got some moving stress. I don't know how many of you have moved. Uh, probably all of you. You know, first you move from your mother's womb into the oxygen and bright lights. And right away, you know, life is shit, right? Somebody probably shakes you or slaps you or digs into your mouth. Get some, get some goo out of there and... You know, weighs you, washes you, and 
They pass you around like a little football, and and before you know it, you gotta you're just jelly, and you can't even hold your head up, and you don't even know what's going on. You're like a little drunk being, you know. Then you move across the floor on your hands and knees because you can't quite stand up, you know. And then you learn how to stand up, and then you walk, and life's well, had. Actually, you don't move for a while, do you? You probably just stay in your parents' house until you're 18 or 27 or 48, whatever fucking age you move out nowadays. And then you move to your first apartment, you know? Remember that? Oh, the freedom. You know, for about 11 days, you eat nothing but craft dinner and pizza, and then all your money's gone, and uh, you start to panic about how you're going to pay the rent. And then uh, for the rest of your life, you're terrified. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's uh, it's hot. Yeah, I recommend drinking some uh, cold beverages. I hope they are uh, flavorful. I hope they go when you open them. Um, yeah, man, maybe I should go have one. No, I got to go to bed. Because i got to get up in the morning and work again. It's a good thing. It's a good feeling. So, anyway, um, I'm hoping to move in stages. You know, remember, yeah, we were talking about moving. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I can't ask anybody to help me move. I just, I do have friends that would help me move. But honestly, it's a big ask. Especially in the beautiful summertime, you know? Because you got to, you know, you're always moving on the weekend because you got to keep that job going, right? So how are you going to do that, man? You got to do it on the weekend. Hey, you want to spend one of your summer weekends with me moving my couch? No? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. To me, asking someone to move you know, they had people have the same look on their face as if you came in the room and just let out the worst, hottest, most dumpster fire-like fart and then just stood in it and, like, just made kept eye contact. I think that's the kind of look people give you when you ask them to help you to move. So I'm not asking anybody to help. I'm going to do it all myself. I'm going to pack up a few boxes every night and I'm going to uh, borrow a work vehicle and take a tr take my couch one night and maybe a dresser a different night and then hopefully by moving day we'll only have 47,000 boxes left. I don't understand it. I you know, I live in a 3 bedroom trailer. How the hell do we have so much shit? Where does it come from? Uh, I'm a pack rat. I just can't throw anything away. But God, I, I have lately been letting go and like throwing things away occasionally. I'll be like, you know what? I, I don't need that. I, I don't need that in my life. I haven't seen it in three years, so I'm not going to use it. And And I say, fuck you, toaster oven, and I throw it in the garbage. And then I go, well, what if I want to make toaster strudel? You never fucking make toaster strudel and the toaster works just fine. But what if I want to cook, you know, chicken strips? Well, you don't have a fucking stove where you live? Come on. 
throw the toaster oven away. Smell that empty space in your home that used to have shit in it. And smile. I uh, gotta go. I gotta go uh, edit the rest of this podcast. And I gotta go to sleep. Because I gotta go install uh, fucking heat pumps tomorrow. And, and air conditioners. Because, you know, you guys are hot out there in the world. And and I have a duty to, to make you cool. Alright? Alright. So, enjoy this episode. Uh, episode 22-ish. With my great friend, Manola Santanos. You just want to do a short podcast? Well, we're going to just do it in segments whenever we get a chance, right? Okay. Why not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we make our own rules, you know? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So you used to have a podcast yourself, or do you still do podcasting? Well, I have a radio show. Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. I have a radio show. Don't feel weird about it, because I just edit out the shit that doesn't work, right? No, no, it's all right. No, No, everything works. Everything. Um, <laughs> There's that positive attitude that I love. Uh, so what's your radio show called? Funny something. It's called Fridays at 420. It's on a radio show called Funny, Funny 820 AM in Hamilton. My buddy Mike Neighbors approached me with the idea. I was actually approached him with like, I wanted him to promote Girl Penis, like the my album. I'm glad you said your album. And uh, and he's like, as, and he's like, he says, hey, I wanted, I want you know, I want to know if you want to do a radio show. And it's always been like a kind of a dream of mine to be like, I was like a huge fan, still am a huge fan of WKRP when I was like a child, and uh, or like in my teen years. And I was like, radio has just been always magical to me for some reason. Yeah. And then uh, this guy offered this to me. I'm like, and I go like this. I go, yeah, let's let's do it. Bye. I go, let's do a radio. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do. So he came up with this idea. But it's basically a podcast. Why it's so great is like it's a podcast style, but on the radio. So like, do you do they also have an app? Does the radio station have an app where people can download the show? Not yet. Well? Well, I'm putting that everything. is something that has to happen. I have all of the episodes saved. You'll catch all the nerds. Like right now, so many people listen to radio. So many people listen to podcasting. But if it was all in one, it'd probably be even better. Because I would love to hear it, but how am I going to hear it if I don't have an AM radio? You know what I mean? Well, you can listen to it on the website. Live. Oh, there you go. Boom. Okay. But, but we're putting That'll all work. the episodes on iTunes. Oh, nice. It'll be free. Because it must be so funny. Because you do it. Who else does it? Me, Patrick Cupley, and all my neighbors, and we have a different guest every yeah. week. You guys are all pro comics. So, yeah. God, it's like the best the best possible morning. Is it morning show? No, we do it. Fr- air, we pre-recorded that we aired at Fridays at 4.20 p.m. Okay, yeah, that's so, why it's called Fridays at four twenty. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty minute picked show. up on that, but. dude. It's it's so uh, it's like you think I'd be smarter being an electrician, right? But I, I don't piece things together right away. Oh, well, like we're with difference. We're like I think it's more funnier than like you as work. I think the uh, the world doesn't understand like what's funnier. What's funnier? Like everybody like oh my say like my favorite comedian is say Louis C.K. Right or whoever other famous uh, Bill Burr, oh, yeah. but you're like, but you don't understand though. Those guys are like, like they, they're busy with their art, but we have to fucking do shit like with you like day jobs. I do tons of day jobs still just to make extra money. And so you know it's funnier than like imagine your favorite comedian was like, like Bill Burr was also an electrician. Yeah, like yeah, that would like 
But he, like today, I was on the roof of a mall, and I, I was trying to figure out how something was wired up, like some big commercial heating and cooling unit up on the top of a roof of a mall above Toys R Us. Like, if I don't fix this, Toys R Us is not going to have air conditioning. Right. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing. My boss has way too much confidence in me. He's like, oh, yeah, call me if you have any trouble. Here's the trouble. I've never seen one of these fucking things before. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just working on theories that I learned in school and some hodgepodge math and my best guess, which, by the way, you don't want any of those tools when you're trying to do a job. You don't want my best guess. You want to have somebody there that knows what they're doing. But we talked back and forth on the phone. Fucking boom, the thing started. And I was like, hey, I'm kind of proud of myself. And then I looked at my watch and I'm like, Oh fuck! Like I gotta go down to Chuckles, like right. you know. So I have a weird life, you know. Yeah, and you have a weird life, life too, because I've seen you do like extra work for movies. Um, at one point, you were in a short film. Uh, you do a lot of different jobs to make I've, it work. I've like worked in dispensaries at, point, at times in my life. I went, my, well, my, at one point, it was like. Well, there's all these like marijuana dispensaries. My, that was like uh... that's why you and I are tough because other comics they, they do comedy and they they're broke and they starve. You and I just do comedy and jobs. Yeah, I'm like fuck, fuck that. Yeah, fuck <laughs> we, we don't sit around all yeah. day. Yeah, you. But can... by the time we hit the stage, we've already done a whole day's okay. work. Oh yeah, I've worked yeah. all day too, and then I'm gonna entertain you guys. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I remember one time I was like, I just had a laugh to myself. I was like, we were uh, a friend of mine. Uh, can't say his name because it's kind of an illegal thing anyway. That's all right. But, but he, we, like someone, the alarm went off in this building. Yeah. So we didn't, and it was a dispensary. We didn't know if there was like someone like in there. We had, he had, like, he called me. He's like, I need you to come with me. I didn't want to go, he didn't want to go in there by himself. It's like, I can't really call the cops. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but he needs to see, make sure no one's in there because like, there's like thousands of dollars of weed in there, right? <laughs> yeah. If not more. I'm right? laughing. It's, so it's a now, serious situation. It's a serious situation. So now I drive like a couple blocks, meet up with him, and I we he's in, at the front door, and we go in, and I think there's like a crowbar or something or a piece of steel, and I find it. So I just go. I even take the lead. We just go. He's got the flashlight, and I go like first, and we go through the whole building in pitch blackness because I thought something was wrong. Like the lights couldn't go on, or something was everything was fucked up. It's like we searched the whole building, and I'm like, this is hilarious to me because like. That's what kills me. It's like, you don't get it. It's like, I'm not, it's not that I'm saying I'm as good as fucking these famous comedians, but I'm good. You are very good. Tonight when you were doing your, uh, your, I'm calling it your sex material, because that's what you're talking about. You're talking about fucking and how tired you are. You're getting to be an older man. You just, you just don't want to fuck anymore, man. And you're standing there like this. This aging surfer dude that's just like, I don't want to fuck anymore, man. You don't get it. I'm tired. Like, I'm going to be gay. Like, and you go into all these different avenues of what to do about this. And you tell that story about your dad trapping raccoons. Like, you're amazing. I don't think it's fair to say that you're good. Like, everybody in that room tonight was captivated. And especially when you were talking about your dad. And I know you felt that. Because I've known you a long time. And I know when I looked at you, I was like, yep, he's... He's in his zone, you know. Yeah. You, you were in your lane. I was like, call it the. Flow. Did you, could you feel flow. the people, was, the energy? I was in, I was in the flow state. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that, and my point is like, I've seen you have that, a whole set like that, where you're in this flow state from the minute you hit the stage yeah. till the end when they're cheering. I've seen you destroy, and I know, like that's what's frustrating, you know. Like is that I see so many people 
that are like you and I that can turn a room into like this this energy that is just amazing that everybody in the room's laughing or they're on the edge of their seat waiting for the punchline that doesn't happen with all comics no and the world you know like sometimes it's like there's thousands of comedians that are like like they could be world famous they just haven't had the break like you guys or the combination like I, I find that some of those uh, famous comedians are uh, funny handsome also good at marketing also good at the business side they have like the trifecta or some kind of combination right right and that's what propels them but if you're just straight just a destroying comic that can tear apart a room yeah you might not be known that's very yeah, possible. possible and that's what makes me like i have these moments of clarity that make me laugh almost makes me like my life more it's like like i'm walking through this fucking this building at three o'clock in the morning to see if there's any fucking people trying to rob the store with a crowbar and i might die right now you look at it you look like you guys you know what I mean? That's what I mean you look like you got your shit together i mean you look like you like you like you have your art you have rsps and you know how to fuck you know like you're like, and you're a perfect catch he fucks me really well and he's got his shit together this is great i had a girlfriend this is your couple you can do this this is i love for the couples uh, I had a girlfriend, she wanted me to try this thing called a cock ring, and it, was, and it had a bullet on it. I'd never heard of this thing, and it has, you, you know what it is, ma'am? You do? Right here? You know? Why do you have a hand brace on? Like, what the fuck's that about? Where's the girl with the hand? Oh, hand jobs. Yeah, thank you for finishing the joke. You're jerking off so much, I'm like, I need a fuck. My wrist is fucked. You can go with the other hand, you know that. That's what I do. Is it really from jerking off, man? <laughs> it is? Your friend's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, friends. Oh, well, yeah, well, this guy's got his dick out now. He's like, won't leave this room. Can I go next? <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be a lineup in the bathroom. I just heard this fucking, fucking comedian. How's the comedy show? Like, I had to jerk off fucking 30 people. It was bullshit. Took forever. Last guy was on cocaine. He couldn't come. It was bullshit. So anyway, what were you saying? It's like, imagine you're like, like all of a sudden, like you, you're friends with say, I don't know, Kevin Hart. Right, Kevin Hart, right. Not, and like, it's like, hey man, I need you to come in this building. There might be someone trying to rob my building. Can you just come with me? We might have to, we might, something bad might happen. Right. And you'd be like, no, my life is great. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna fucking risk my life for like, thousand dollars with hundred like i don't know fifty thousand dollars with a weed yeah i'm gonna no. fucking go in this no <laughs> what are you fucking mad and that's yeah, what exactly. and that's what at that moment as i'm walking through this building with my friend and it's like we're in the fucking we're in the fucking grid of it all yeah exactly that's like yeah. people don't realize sometimes like the comedians that are not famous are more fucking i don't want to say real but like more on the level of the common person right than the people that are I famous, th- you know, but saying that, hang yeah, on, but yeah. saying that, I'd still rather have their lives. Oh, like, the yeah, fame, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, the like, en- the endless cash and all yeah, the, yeah. you know, the fine. I still, I, I've done, sure. a, I've, I've, I've been in the. Maybe it'd be great if we didn't have these day jobs, you know. What I mean? Yeah, maybe, I, I, I've been in the, 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 the gutter of things or the grit of things, my whole life. I, I, I don't think it's in me to. It's like, it doesn't matter if I ever became like famous and world famous, 
I'm 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 too damaged to fucking change. <laughs> but I think I, mean? I think if you did if you stumble upon this combination of things that needs to happen for you to be next level famous or whatever it is, uh, I don't believe that you would change. I believe you'd be Manolis. I, I believe I, you'd I would still own, say dude, and you know, I, like, you know what it'd be like. I would own just. I basically would own more Western shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd have a bigger collection of Western shirts. That's a, yeah. That's used, what would happen. Use Western yeah. shirts. Sure. Like when I, I money got like money got. Better but you'd still me. do the radio show. I would still do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have. You'd Actually, be having in your best life. Yeah. You know? I would. I would do everything. I would but do everything. I would do everything the same, but not do background work. Yeah. I'd sleep in more. I wouldn't have been on the roof of a fucking mall today. Yeah. If I felt like I didn't, yeah. you know, I could, you know, and and I know that you're supposed to just go. Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. But, you know, I got kids to take care of, and it, that weighs heavily on my mind. Is, oh, there, is there anything like that for you that sort of stands out as something that you think maybe isn't letting you get to the next thing you want to get to? Or well, are, you, now, are you right exactly where you want to be in love and life? No, I, I'm, I, feel, I do feel stocked. Yeah. I'm, like, miserable. Like, I was had this moment, like, I tell you, like, I don't have, the only reason I take care of Don, Donnie Coy is because I'm also taking care of my parents are old, so I have to be around because they need me. Yeah. So like, probably I, I can afford to go to like L.A. or New York. Right. But if I go, no one's there. My parents, no one's going to take care of my parents. And they're my dad's 91, my mom's like uh, 80, 80, I think wait wait, yeah, 87, 87. They're old, and they're like that's still okay. But like, I do everything. I literally. But do let's everything. let's face it. Each of them have you know 15, 20 years. You know, yeah, like they're, they're realistically. Gonna, Really, they're gonna be a who knows, right? <laughs> you think your dad's gonna live to 121 like one of them Japanese dudes? I think so. Eats nothing but fish. And my dad, you see, my my dad. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating because like, like just so my dad went to Greece for like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Came back and like I've been cutting the lawn and shit. Right. But like, I don't do all this stupid gardening he has. He has tons. He has like a fucking yeah. garden. You're, like, you're not gonna polish his prunes I, or whatever he wants it, you to do. Yeah. If, we, if the end, <laughs> you'll 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 whippersnip, but you're not had, gonna wash strawberries or whatever. If the end of the world came. Yeah. I swear to God, if the end of the world came and we had like like land where we could just grow shit, right. all we needed was my dad. <laughs> but you better learn this shit from him. For when the apocalypse hits my and your dad, dad's not around, my dad ran. We gotta grow some fucking grapes and make some wine. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. My dad ran. My dad was stealing shit from the Russian. Not sorry, the Russians, the fucking Germans. World War Two when he was twelve years old. Oh my god! Like he's stealing stuff from their army tents. Holy shit! And then he would hide, like he would sell it for money, and then give it to his mom, and they, that's how they were like buying food. Oh my god! So this is like you know like. I don't know, 19... Like, whatever World War Two was. Yeah. He's fearless. So, no, this is the funny part, though. So he goes... I'm locking you guys out. Okay, okay. cool. We don't need anything in there. Do you need anything in there? No, I got it. Oh, oh, I thought you were really locking no, the doors. I'm closing it, because the AC ain't gonna work with the damn door open. That's true. So we could have had a cool room tonight, but we kept the door open. Not we, but somebody left the door open. That's what you did. I didn't do it. I saw you do it. I didn't do it, though. I saw you do it. I I didn't open the door and kick the stool down. Yes, you did. Now, I'm paranoid because I just smoke weed. So I don't believe you. (laughs) I think you're fucking with me. Uh, Of course I'm fucking with you. I was like, oh my God. No, I left the door open. The AC didn't work. All those people were sweating. Is it true? 
that you lived with him for three months in yes. five weeks. Five weeks. Yes, while he was touring in his hotel room. I was in a Cal, uh, Calgary. Uh, no, sorry, Cal, Calgary. <laughs> yeah, Calgary. Yeah. The, 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 back then, the Yuck Yucks was in uh, the, the, the Yuck Yucks Club was in a hotel. That also was in the head office was also in the hotel. Okay, so there was a there's everything. There the was club. A, it was the hub. Yeah. So so a lot of comedians would be hanging around. I I would be visiting him if I wasn't homeless. I would be visiting him in his, you know, hotel and we'd be maybe he'd get me a guest spot on the show or it would be amateur night and all the locals would so come. Calgary was home base for him. And not only that, it was the office. So the people were calling, booking shows in other towns. Right. So it was a lot of things happening comedically in that hotel room. So yeah. so he was headlining already. And he was out there just uh, crushing it, doing the Yuck Yucks tour. And he fucking, uh, he, was, he was the headliner that week. Well, one of the weekends. I was that weekend or next week. But like, you stay through, during the week, you stay in the week. You stay for the week in the hotel. And like, if you're like. So you do a show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. But yeah, but if you're like, if you're Edmonton, it's like Friday, Saturday. So I'd be gone Friday. And then I, after Saturday, I'd come back to Calgary and stay for the rest of the week until I went to a different club. So that was your home base. It was, they had a deal, so like to keep us alive, they keep us in the hotel for the, the five week five tour. Weeks that you're so the like four around, around, around they come back. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the cheapest way to do it all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I kept coming back, and uh, at one point, so like, and so there he is. There he is, like time. my friend from Hamilton. He's like, and he's like, he's just tell, he's just, he's not asking to stay at my place. Then he just says like, oh yeah, I got kicked out of my place. I'm like. Because his, his guy's girlfriend didn't want you there. Yeah, um, this okay. So you and I get an apartment together, right? You get a girlfriend, which I know this is fiction, right? Very but, fiction. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but you get you get a girlfriend, and she and she comes uh, in, and she goes, "I don't like your roommate." And and I and then, then like, I become the cock block, right? So he's like, "Dude, what am I?" And you know what I said? And you know what they lasted? What two weeks? Uh, I don't know if they ended up together or not because I totally stopped talking yeah, to you're him like, then fuck and there. You, man. I like, was, I was like, you. fuck you for life. Like, you're choosing to, and I get it. I, I know the value of pussy, pussy or cock, <laughs> whatever you like. But it's just like, man, I would never make a person homeless to get laid. No, I was like, you're a piece no, of shit. No. So I was telling Manolis this story, and but he's like, tell me, like, but if you told me like, oh, I'm so, I'm so tired and cold and like i'm like why it's like i slept in my truck last night and through the it was winter winter it was february i'm like what do you mean you slept in your truck yeah i would like turn the truck on for 15 minutes get the space warm and then i would bundle up in sleeping bags and then i would set my alarm for three hours because it would be no even two hours every two hours i wake up with my cell phone alarm because it would get too cold i woke up shivering the first night because I and I couldn't get warm again. I was like eat, eating soup and looking for hot food because I was like so fucking cold. So then from then on, I got wise and I like would run the truck and then that would heat up the space for two hours, set my alarm, wake up in two hours. So you can't get a full night's rest. No. When you're doing that, you're like sleeping, waking up, can't get to sleep. Oh fuck, only slept 15 minutes that time, et cetera, et cetera. So I, t- I was telling him this story. <laughs> Never, never occurred to me that he was my friend or that he would let me stay in his hotel room. And that I would never do. I would never presume that because I remember, you know, going through towns. There's a chance you might get laid, right? And so now he's got a, a third wheel, 
He doesn't yeah. want that. A cock block. Like, I, I got <laughs> in the hotel. But I get I get him a key, so he's just like, <laughs> so like he like he he, he was working. He'd go to work, come home. <laughs> He'd use the, I would, like he just come in. I'm like, hey, dude. Like, well, you guys could have done like the sock thing. Yeah, I, 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 let's be realistic. I wasn't gonna lay that much. So, okay. <laughs> now then, the truth comes out. But the funny part, the, my favorite part was because when you because it was my room, right? What happens is like if you don't, you got a lot of comics get bumped. So if a comic came in, there's only so many rooms. So if you were a comic, you 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 didn't have a gig, but I had a gig. You'd get bumped for your room, but I wouldn't. Ah. Right? Because right. the rooms go to for who's you working. Work. Yeah. yeah. So Makes sense. Naturally. Yeah. So what would happen sometimes is the comics that didn't Change have a room, they find they would find the comics that still had a room. Because it was like $90, I think, at the time. or nine, The deal was 90 bucks for the night. It's like, if, can I stay at your room so I don't have to pay 90 bucks? You're still, now you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You're fucked for like maybe two days. You might have to pay, spend almost $200. And a lot of comics are not. A lot of comics are like, no, sorry, sorry. No, people are like weird, you know. Yeah. Not me, dude. I'm like, so like at one. Remember that night? Yeah. At one point, I had like what seven people at my. Yeah. Like seven. Oh, now that sounds like a good time. Yeah. You <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. It was you, it was, me, yeah. uh, Rory Scoville's Scoville's friend, a good friend. Yeah. That famous. He's famous was friend. was Jocko Alston there that night? John, John, John. Uh, what's the guy? It was Steinberg. Steinberg. Oh, he's what's hilarious. There? You, oh, J- J- oh, what? oh, fuck, what's his name? There's like, but is this a John bu- Steinberg had his own comedy now special. Like he did he's really hilarious. well. There's a bunch of fun. There's a bunch of funny. It's like every, every, all through the whole day. It's like, hey, Mills, like, heard you still got room. Can I stay here? I'm like, hey, yep, sure. yep, yep. Yeah, he took yeah. everybody. So like, so all these like, stray dogs. So it was like me and like three guys in one bed, and like, <laughs> or two guys, me and two guys in one bed, and then. <laughs> Someone was on a couch, and there was like three guys or two guys on the floor. I think I was on the floor. floor yeah. And like at that point, because he was already at that point, he's already been staying with me for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that point, we just start like I, we were like joking all night and stuff. We had a great night too. But as, as soon as it was time to go to actually sleep, all of a sudden, all we could do, all of a sudden, we just started. We must have been laughing out loud for like a half an hour. <laughs> because of just the situation, just the situation, right? And then it's like now you can't sleep because you're in this. We're just crying because right? it's so we can't oh, stop laughing man. because like I can't believe there's like seven comedians in one room, <laughs> like a, a clown room. Yeah, it was literally, so yeah, yeah, literally a, bunch of a clown car, in a but a room, hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a great story. Well, we should uh, head over now. I'll, we'll yeah, do yeah. more recording later, maybe if we have a minute. I'm tired of fucking. Fucking's too much work now. I realize, like, I like fucking, but it's like, that's, and I'm like, you know, it's like, right? You're 49, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you fuck, and then you you have to do all these things. Like, like say, like, like the girls on the bottom, you, you do that thing where you put your, your, your elbows down, because you don't want, you don't want your fucking whole weight on her, so you're, like, doing a little bit, you're lifting yourself a bit, and you're, like, filling your fucking thing, you're like, ah! right? And after the next day, you're like, fuck, my stomach is so sore, all my muscles. You're like, fuck. You're like, someone give me some Gatorade. I'm fucking... I need protein shakes or something. Like, I'm just out of shape. You're trying to do all these fucking moves. Trying to fucking fuck you girls. And he's like, I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, I'm done fucking. Like, you guys, you know what? I quit. I'm done. I'm over it. You know what? You girls, you know what? You girls can fuck me. How about that for a change? 
Why can't I be the starfish? Why can't I just lie there and just do nothing? How long have you been doing stand-up? 21 years. Yeah. 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 I think you mentioned that. Yeah. 21 years. That's two two decades and change. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen the whole country. I've seen all of Canada. I've seen a bit of England. I've seen Sweden, Finland. Been in New York. Been in L.A. Been a, I've been around. I've been I've done things. It's it's funny too. Like you know we 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 know we know a lot of, you know a lot, you start to even know a lot of fucking heavy hitters that are like kick killing it. You know it's like I found like I was listening to my favorite podcast is called Your Mom's House. Right. It's uh, Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. And is Tom, that his girlfriend? Who's that? Chick? Wife. His wife. Okay. Tom. Um, All right. Christina. So Tom was she, talking about how crazy it was is she is she comedian yes okay so they're a husband and wife comedian duo so they don't do comedy at the same time so he said what did he about say? about russell peters what? they were talking about how crazy it was to sell out the o2 arena all these things they were talking about his crowds and how crazy like next level it was for them and uh, they were telling a story about him hiring them both of them to open for him and, you know, he has been on the show and different things. And it's like, that's so weird. That my favorite thing to listen to, that, well, there's Russell. Like, that, yeah. I met him. That's weird. It, do you get weirded out when you see people that you've... I'm not starstruck, but I'm just, holy shit. Like, I know that guy, and those guys are my favorites. This is so amazing to watch. Do you ever, do you ever run into that or see that situation play out? Yeah, it's uh, like, uh, I think, uh, what's his name, uh, Patrice, remember Patrice? Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, he's awesome. I met him like three different times, and every time he didn't remember me. <laughs> but he, I never, I, he, why it was so cool, it's like I didn't bring, like, oh, I met you here. I just started talking to him three different times, and every time I was a new person to him. But every yeah. time, he was still the same gentleman and nice to me, but... He was like a real class act. I like that guy a lot. He's like, if you if you're cool, he's super cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember him saying in an interview once. He's like, before he was famous, he wasn't famous long enough. Before he was famous, he would be around famous people, and you get that, you feel that fucking high that they because if you're like if you hang out with Russell, like people will start talking to you. Like, mm. it's like, it's like, you're like at a restaurant. They're like looking for a way in or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah people are like, it's like, do you need anything? Do, you, do you, everything okay? Do you need anything? Like, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, do you need anything? I'm like, oh, oh, you're being, oh, you're asking me these questions because I'm sitting, I'm with Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. but you get, you get a taste of that fucking, that high, that uh, Hollywood high, that fame high. Yeah. And it's, it's, um. Intoxicating. It's intoxicating. It's addictive. And like you're like, oh, this is kind of nice. You and then you come it. home. You're like, why isn't there a mint on my pillow? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is bullshit. But like, uh, I was like, one time I was like hanging out with Ari, and he was like, oh was yeah, it? I forgot. You sometimes will run into Ari. Ari. Yeah. And Ari Shafir, he's like, one time we were like hanging out. We're, I'm gonna have, di- we're gonna grab something to eat with Rogan. So next thing you know, I'm having dinner with Rogan, Tom Segura. I didn't know him there yet. That. Tom was there, and uh, um, I forget all those couple of those guys. Crazy. Walsh, something Walsh. Brandon, is there a Brandon Walsh or something or something uh, Walsh? Is a Walsh guy. Bert Kreischer. He wasn't there. No. Uh, Sam Tripoli. He's he's not that he's famous, Sam but Tripoli, yeah. But he's, but he's well known. Well known. He's super cool. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's a fun guy to be around. Ryan Sickler. 
See, I don't yeah. think he, I don't know. I don't think he was there. Sickle cell, they call him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, with that crowd anyway. Yeah, and that's but you're like sitting there. You're yeah. just sitting there, like not even saying a fucking word because yeah. you're like almost you're very intimidated about the situation. But well, uh, you know, it's like Jason Rouse. You know, like and then you see him like hanging out with. Uh, Fucking uh, old school there. What's his name? The big famous guy from the 80s that sold Dice. out. Dice. Dice. Yeah. He's chilling with Dice. And I'm like, what in the fuck? That's Ford Fairlane, man. Yeah. That's so cool. And then uh, but then I opened up one time for Segura. Just, wow. Just a little show in yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. It wasn't that busy because it wasn't advertised properly. But we all went in and grabbed something at Wimpy's afterwards. And he was just... He, like, that's the thing. These guys... what's It's... It's not a really a compliment because it's like he was so cool, chill, normal, like everybody's supposed to be. So it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, the mythology and the hype of these famous people is really overblown. Yeah, like yes, they are tremendous. You know, it's performers. Like, what, the guy from Earth is also a human being. Yeah. Yeah, like but like be, think but... about think about all the unsung people. Like I mean, you know, Derek Edwards and. Brent Butt, and I mean, even though they've had marginal success, you know, it's mm -hmm. like they're just as talented as the successful guys. You know what I mean? Like M Mike Wilmot. No, no, sorry. I, I mean, hugely like, successful. Success sorry, is Mike arbitrary, Wilmot. and it's it's what do you call it? Like, um, it's all in your perspective, right? But My, uh, I didn't make, need to say Mike. Mike Mike Wilmot. He's super funny too. But I meant to say Mike uh, McDonald. Yeah. Apologize. So fuck that guy was a monster. Mike McDonald, I, I saw him at this bar called Absinthe in Hamilton. He was doing some show somewhere else, I think. And him and the comics showed up. I was just hanging out there, and he saw me. And he started talking my ear off for like ten minutes, but asked me all these questions about this video that he saw that I posted about me taught me meeting Alice Cooper at a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, man. I remember that video. You had long hair. You were right yeah. young. And he was like, he wanted all these questions about it. And I didn't even know who, that he even knew who I was. Yeah. You know? And he's like, but he like, like, because I've heard stories about him being a back, maybe a bit of a dick back in the 80s. Yeah. And like, he was the fucking nicest, we had the nicest conversation. But it was like, it really threw me for a loop. But it was like, yeah, everybody's supposed to be nice. But I didn't like, it's one thing like, yeah, he's like, he was a chill guy. I didn't expect him to also – he probably knew more about me than I knew about him. And weirdly, the Shane Ogden Presents series that was at the Three Mile included yourself. And he was also one of the acts. Like I was doing those shows once every couple of months then. And it was weird. Like Shane Ogden Presents Mike McDonald. Shane Ogden Presents Manolo Santanos. Like I did this series of, you know, my favorite comedians. And you were one of my favorite comedians to watch. And oh, thanks, buddy. So that's, you know, that hasn't changed. I love watching you on stage. I got argument recently with this girl about abortions. I don't offend anybody, but this girl's trying to tell me that she felt that women should only get abortions to be raped, or I agree with her. I think women should do whatever they want with their bodies. I'm pro-choice. Four, four people care about their vaginas. That's great. Thank you. This girl's telling me I'm wrong because there's still a human being inside the womb, and you're killing a human being, and that's so different than parents said to kill the 12-year-old child. I said there has a thing though, I'm okay with that too. I think parents should be able to kill their children at any age. That way if you're having a problem with your kid and you say, Jimmy, clean your fucking room or I'll kill you. It's a good chance Jimmy's gonna clean his fucking room. So you just performed last night at Chuckles Comedy Club? Yes. And you travel around and you do comedy. Yes. Yeah, at different clubs all over the country. 
I try to, yeah. Yeah. Well, most of Canada right now, for sure. I get around. Have you been out west lately? I haven't been for a while. It's been a couple years, but I love doing the west. I love this. I love Calgary and, and yeah. uh, Edmonton and Vancouver, obviously. Great clubs. The big city clubs. Yeah, the big city clubs. Any clubs. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's funny because I like doing clubs. And sometimes, like... Like I, I basically I, I don't know what I am, but I I, I do yucks rooms. I yeah. think you do too. Yeah, yuck yucks. And yeah. Like a lot of people like will, that are non yucks comics will shit on yucks mm. for whatever reason, but like they're good. I like uh, they're good rooms. So yeah. Like if you, like usually the shitting is the most shit of the shitting is just not getting enough, not getting work, but there's too much. It's like that's been going on since the start of comedy. You know, there's always going to be. It's, I don't know if there will ever be a time where there's going to be – maybe it happened in the 80s, but I don't think there's going to ever be a time where, like, we need more comedians. We don't have enough comedians. There's always too many comedians and not enough gigs across the board, you know? So, you know, I'll do it. I, I mean, I'm happy to work anywhere, if it's a, especially clubs. Clubs are fun, man, because people are paying money to show up to listen to you talk about your – you know, your problems. Or... It's where, I mean, face it, it's where you start doing comedy, probably, and it's where you do 99% of your shows if you're a working comedian today. Like, yeah, you get corporates and stuff, but that's maybe 10% of the time, like, that you're doing outdoor shows or shows at festivals or different settings, a theater, for example, other than clubs. So clubs is, like, the nucleus of all comedy. If it wasn't clubs for the clubs... Are, clubs are the heart, heart and soul of everything. Like of comedy, I think absolutely. Like everything, everything you like, you do open mics and shitty bar gigs, and you do uh, you know go between like you know when we were young and hungry. I still do it if it opportunity arises sometimes, but you know a band takes a break and you go, can I go up and do five minutes? Or like, oh, I guess. And like you're like fighting the good fight where like people are just happy that there's not loud music and they can talk to each other, and you're trying to talk about your dick for five minutes. It's like I've done it all, you know. But you do it. You fucking, I don't know. Sometimes you look back at it at all and you're like, what the fuck? What is all this? What are we doing? <laughs> there's, a, there's that comedian uh, uh, movie with Jerry Simon called Comedian. And one, I think it, he might have been the club owner of the cellar, I think. Some guy, some guy that had something to do with the cellar. And he, so he starts, all he says is like, it shows him going, comedians have this deep need to do this. For whatever reason, they just need to do it, and I, I think there's like, you know, you were saying we had lunch. You're like, oh, I, I'm thinking of. You were saying, can I talk about this? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I think I might quit. I'm like, you're not gonna quit. I know, I know, lifers, man. I like, you could say you're gonna quit, but you're like, remember, like Patrick Coppolino. This is so funny. He had this funny moment. You enjoy this. It was just over a year ago, but. He goes, do you ever think about, and like I th and I thought he was, and I go like this, do you ever think about like, uh, like I go, what, killing yourself? Because <laughs> that's what I, because I think about that, right? Right, right. And I go, I go, killing myself? saying like, no, quitting, <laughs> he goes, no, he goes, quitting comedy. I'm like, <laughs> I go, I go, God, no, I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> if I don't talk to my dad for a couple of days, he leaves me these crazy messages. This is a message my dad left me that I know off by heart. Here it is. Ready? Dude, Minority, where you be in the jail? <laughs> I want you to call me because I worry. Not too much, but I worry. <laughs> because I got one son who don't understand nothing. <laughs> I tell you many times these stupid things, okay? I wait the answer. 
Bye bye. And that's the message. That's a real fucking yeah. Put your hands together on that message. That's a, that's a real fucking message. It's so fucked, right? I'm like, it's like I remember when I got the like I listened to the message. I'm like, what is this? A fucking hit? Like, what is this? I, I loved it so much that I took it a pic- I took a picture of my dad. I put the message over the picture and put it on YouTube, right? So like, it's still there. Like, you can check it out tonight. It's called "Worry Greek Dad Leaves Message." I think it's called. And and, I, and then I shared the YouTube video on Facebook, and I forgot about it. And then. A week goes by, or like sometimes why there's this guy that lives in Kalamata, Greece. Uh, he's my that's where my dad's from. So he's my aunt's neighbor. This guy that has me on Facebook, he has me on Facebook because he's my aunt's neighbor, or he knows about me. So he sees the message, thinks it's funny, shows my aunt. My aunt thinks it's funny, calls my dad back in Hamilton, tells my dad about it. My dad obviously doesn't like you know he doesn't understand fucking Facebook. So I see my dad a week later, and he goes, Manolo, I need to talk to you. I didn't tell him because I was afraid of my dad, right? But he goes. No, they need to talk to you. He's like, yeah, you know that message I left you? I'm like, yeah. He goes, the internet took it. <laughs> I go, what happened? I go, what happened? He goes, the internet took it. I go, the internet took it? He goes, the internet took it. I'm like, there's that. that there's nothing we can do then. <laughs> if the internet has it, it's gone. Like, I, like, I love that message. I am not taking it down. My dad still thinks the internet has it. Like, he just accepts it, right? <laughs> oh, you talk on the phone and the internet grab it. Now everybody know what you do. Gone. Okay, dad. Perfect. Excuse me. Do you mind turning down the radio? I'm just recording a podcast. Okay. I, I was just wondering if you'd mind turning down your radio a bit. I'm just doing an interview with my oh, okay. my friend. Is no that okay? Problem, yeah. Thanks, brother. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you, dude.